In that I was a little bored, today I went to Amazon and I ordered a chicken and an egg. I'll let you know. This is Across the Table, the podcast of Hannibal the Magician. Welcome, welcome. Uh, It is August the 31st, 2019. It is a Saturday, and I have been creating art all week and collaborating with Chef Anton, www.chefanton.com, the world's leading trick shot expert slash magician slash a whole bunch of other stuff that he does really well. We are planning a show, a couple of shows in the Los Angeles area over the next couple of months, and we are also putting together a motivational seminar program because both of us came from the streets and both of us worked our way up to the prominence that we are now, and we did it with love and we did it with skill and we did it with just a little twinkle in our eyes. And hi, welcome. Really glad you're here. Thanks for uh, bringing this podcast up. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening all the old radio cliches. And I am in a rare mood because children are still in cages. Children are still in cages. Children are still in cages. Mr. and Mrs. America, I'm angry about this. I'm, I, I don't really do anger well, and this has just got me quite angry. Now, like all the other emotions that I have, and the pain, and the and the jubilation, and the loneliness, and everything else that enwraps in, in my life, I turn it into my art, and I turn it into uh, as much positivity and as love as I possibly can. Children are in cages. If your children, if, if American white children were in cages, in a foreign country, how long before we fire up the Marines? How long before we unleash the military might of America against this heinous country that would be keeping our children, our little girls, our little boys in cages? How long? How uh, matter of days, matter of weeks? How long before the military might of the United States would, would flex itself and demand that something be done? Well, guess what, boys and girls? We're doing it now. We have children detained in cages. And if you are the kind of person who says to me, well, it's their parents' fault for trying to bring them to a better place, for trying to escape tyranny, for trying to escape certain death, to, to bring them to this country uh, and not follow the rules, and, 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 and it's their, their parents' fault that they're in cages now, you are welcome to turn this off and not listen to me and delete me from your social media and shun me from your social circles. Because as long as there are children in cages, I'm going to keep pointing out there are children in cages. <sighs> okay. I made my point for now, but I'll bring it up again. A uh, year and a half in Hollywood, year and a half at the Magic Castle, year and a half uh, here in the Los Angeles area. I love it and I hate it. And it's bringing me to my knees and sometimes that's just exactly where I ought to be. Work is great. Art is fantastic. It's coming in exactly as it needs to be. Um, I live in a very negative space. I live in a... a, I I can't begin to tell you uh, the amount of negativity that comes across the airwaves and from the very air that I breathe and, and everything that's around it and the respite that I have is the Magic Castle. 
And I refuse to allow negativity or gossip or jealousy or anything else that happens in those hallowed halls. And yes, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, they are hallowed to me. I refuse to allow any of the negativity to seep into me and make myself bitter about the art that I create. I won't let it happen. There's too much love to be had. There's too much love to be given. It is not us versus them. It is not. It is us. And sometimes it is us versus us because we're all human beings, right? Right? Aren't we? Yes. And we all want the best for ourselves, don't we? And we all want the best for the, the, the generations that follow behind us, don't we? We don't really want to hurt each other, do we? I don't. And I think the majority of people out there don't. I know there's a lot of greed, and I know there's a lot of elbowing to get to the front, and I ask you, what, what is the front? What is the top? Is it having the most dollars in the bank? Is it having the most power? I, I whimsically state, and I naively say, I don't believe it. I believe the one who spreads the most love, I, I believe the one that spreads the most kindness, that reaches the deepest is at the head of the pack. And you know what? There's room for millions, there's room for billions of people at the forefront of that particular class and style of people. I digress, because I do. I'm living in L.A. I'm working in Hollywood. I'm working all over the country. I'm collaborating with geniuses. I am, I am having sessions with the giants of my industry that I once upon a time... I just wanted to meet, and now they are my friends. And we're creating art, and we're spreading love, and we're doing what we do. Uh, by the way, uh, this weekend is the first weekend for several uh, Renaissance festivals across the country, and I have very, very dear friends uh, that are having their opening weekends right now and, and, and trying to get their footing and trying to get their bearing and trying to uh, get their word out to their audience who's out in the sunshine uh, and, and creating their own art. And I don't actually know that any of them listen to this, but if you are and you, and you know who you are, I'm proud of you. Uh, any of my friends, any of the people that I know, any of the people that I care about, hell, the people I don't know at all who stumbled across this or got recommended by someone, I, I don't know. I'm proud of you. If you're spreading your art, if you're spreading kindness, if you are, if you are battling hatred and, and, and anger and jealousy, good on you. Keep it up. You're on the right side of history. I'm not saying you're going to be on the winning side of history. I'm saying you're on the right side of history. What's going on? Oh, yeah. Right after my last, or not too long after my last podcast, I did a workshop seminar at the Magic Castle. That's right. I was asked to teach a class at the world-famous Magic Castle. And boy, when you're, when you're, huh, when you're stepping up on that stage in my profession... Yeah, it's something really special. Um, I taught a class in punching up your routines, uh, taking working material or material that you're, maybe you're just working on uh, and adding flair, adding stance, adding theatricality, uh, re-scripting to the things that you're doing. I had, uh, I had five people in front of a class of about 50 who, uh, who wanted to present a routine and have me take a critical look at it, not necessarily to tell them what I thought was wrong with it, because I, that's, not, that's not my role in that particular class, but to let them know how I thought it might be improved, where the polish might be put on, where an edge might be sharpened. 
And I'll tell you, I had the entire gamut. I had, um, I had two people. Well, I had one whose act simply did not work um, because he had not rehearsed it properly, because he had not put the time and effort before he got to the stage um, to uh, to make it to make it actually work, you know. So, you know, the lesson there was uh, rehearse and practice and put your guts into it. Um, second one uh, was was interesting as a puzzle. And I'm not calling out names here because I'm not here to shame anybody, but it, it worked well as a puzzle, but it didn't work uh, as a magic effect. And that was kind of my point is if you are going to be performing magic, shouldn't there be magic in the act, shouldn't there be a magic moment? Shouldn't there be just rather than a puzzle to be solved? Shouldn't magic be an experience to be experienced? Um, and so we did that, and there was um, there were two rope routines, and both of the the people that did um, did uh, the rope routines were very very good already. I mean, top notch. Uh, easily, you know, castle material. Um, but no one had ever taught them to stand. No one had ever taught them how to stand on stage, and so their shoulders were slumped and their heads were down watching their hands work, and and uh, one simply needed a, a moment of... It, it, it looks as though you're firing an arrow. Here's what someone firing an arrow stands like, and you point your toe this way, and you brace yourself with your foot that way, and you pull your elbow up to your face, and it... And it just changing this young man's uh, stance changed the attitude of everything that he was doing and at the same time inspired him uh, to give meaning to a piece that he already, he already thought was ready and was already using. So uh, not, I'm, not, I'm not blowing my own horn so much here, but I'm saying that um, uh, the creativity doesn't stop when you learn a trick, when you learn how the notes go together on a piano or how the chords progress on a guitar or, or how to blend paint or how wet paint sticks to wet paint on a canvas. Uh, just learning the technique and learning what works isn't, isn't enough. Not for art and not for life. Uh, the technique of, of living, of, of how to dress yourself, of when to brush your teeth, of what kind of food to put into your body, um, it doesn't end there. There's, there's the intake of fresh air, there's the, the view of vistas and new things that you've never seen, the, the creation of art, the putting your hands on something creative, the, the putting your hands into the hair of someone you love, of, of cupping their chin in the palm of your hand, of writing poetry because your heart demands that it be written. There's art in simply the act of life, if you embrace it. Had the opportunity, I, I, I know I've mentioned this before on this podcast, but they, I had the opportunity uh, on my birthday week to visit a, um, a space exploration facility, and I got to watch uh, rocket ships being put together, and I got to see shuttles uh, being skinned, and I got to, I got to see the things that had already been to space, and, and how things were being put together, and new innovations, and, and hope enjoy and, and it's one of the happiest places I've been to uh, ever. The people that were there were, were so engrossed and, and, and enraptured in, in what they were doing that the, the very 
I'm going to get woo because I get woo, but the, the, the very attitude in the air was so uplifting and amazing and, and uh, electrifying and inspiring because they were seeking something outside of themselves, seeking something outside of the mundane, seeking something outside of, of mediocrity. You have greatness already hotwired into you, and maybe your job is mopping floors. But maybe your job mopping floors is, is where you are supposed to be, and maybe you do it with enthusiasm and gusto, and you, and you take pride in the work that you do. And, and if I had lived my life, if, if the opportunities and the luck quite frankly, the luck and, and, and everything that helped me to stumble into, literally stumble into what I'm doing now. If I had spent the rest of my life delivering furniture and running movies at a movie theater, I loved meeting the people. I loved seeing new wood in, uh, in new places and, and seeing people's faces overjoyed with, with, with their, their choices and their, 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 their lives coming together and, and, and in the theater witnessing new art and witnessing how people reacted to those things and having long ongoing debates about what this meant and what that meant and was Tom Hanks's greatest movie bachelor party and I contend it's certainly in the top five was never nominated for an Oscar, but it's certainly in my top five. Also, if you have not seen The Terminal with Tom Hanks, you are missing out. Go see The Terminal. If I had been, if I had not been hired by someone to write scripts and to create art on stage for $20,000 a year and $20,000 a year when I got the job was a huge raise from what I was making moving furniture and running movies. And I was thankful and I was grateful and I lived a life of gratitude and I have every day since, but I was also living it beforehand. I had a beautiful family. I had two beautiful daughters at the time. Uh, I since have added a third and a son. <laughs> and they're all grown up, and they're all doing their own thing, and they're all doing it with gusto and love and passion like their mother and I taught them to do. And I'm proud of every single one of them. But if I had been stuck in the theater, making minimum wage at best, I would still be living in gratitude, and I'd be doing it with all my might and, and doing it as hard as I possibly can and putting all the love into it that I possibly can because it ain't the job just like it ain't the tricks. I tell magicians all the time, it's not the tricks you're doing. You know, if they're interesting to you, that's fantastic. That's fabulous. Do the things that are interesting and, and arouse your own curiosity. But uh, no matter where you land on the scale, you can do it with love and kindness and put it out there. Pull the bitterness out of your life. And I am preaching to myself as well because I struggle and I fumble with all that too. I've been, uh, I've been seeing a lovely young woman who challenges in me uh, my own art, my own passions, my own way of viewing the world. And she does it with, with grace and with kindness. And we are not... Um, we are, 
We are serious but casual. How's that? Does that work? We are private in what we do. I, I do not broadcast um, the private things, the, the good, the things that are, that are between the two of us. How about that? We'll put it that way. Uh, I will tell you that she is uplifting. And she likes and loves exactly who I am and is not out to change me. And she is not out to try and get anything from me. Several past relationships, several last friendships have been very one-sided in the point where I would only hear from them when they wanted something from me. And you know what? That's okay, too. I've got resources uh, of love and and, and caring and and a certain amount of, of... Monetary freedom. Not a lot, but some. And if I'm able to help, I always try to. <sighs> Not patting myself on the back. It sounds like I am, but I'm just, it's, it's, I'm stating it. It's just the way it is. But, but, uh, she loves me for who I am. And, uh, we have this uh, ongoing, endless conversation that's been going on for quite a number of months now about our views of life and politics and humor and magic and rocket ships. We don't always agree, but we always listen. And a lot of strife and a lot of things and a lot of uh, negativity and, and other things in the world could, could be solved by listening a little more closely, uh, comprehending what someone else is saying and trying to see it from their own point of view. I live in a, in a place where voices get raised really quickly if there's a disagreement, if someone disagrees with simply an opinion. And I um, don't like that. I don't like that. I try to maintain a quiet, calm, loving voice in what I do. Uh, and it is difficult at times. I, um, I was thinking last night, there was some strife in my life, and when there is strife in my life, I go outside where there's a green spot. It's not a huge green spot, but it is very green uh, that apparently is put there just for me. And uh, I'm far enough away from the city where I live to where there isn't a ton of light pollution, and I can see a good handful of stars. And uh, I mused that I really wish my father could have seen where this took me, where, uh, where I am right now and what my hands have been able to do. My mother never, ever saw me perform magic. She was taken away before I ever became a magician. Uh, I had gotten the job. I had gotten the, uh, the job that eventually led me here, the, the work for Heritage and the scripts that I did with, uh, with my best friend Ted which directly led to, to this place, to right where I'm at now. I can, I can see the path clearly behind me. I wish she had been able to see the rest of her grandchildren. I wish that, that my mom and dad had had the opportunity to see me at the Magic Castle, to, to host them, to, um, to have them as my guests, to see me on stage to see me working the way that I do, to see the people waiting in line, to see what I have to offer. And I stood outside the parlor the last time I worked, and I was was hired as a a fill-in last minute 
uh, fill in uh, for someone. And word, well, I put the word out that I was going to be at the Magic Castle that particular night working in the parlor. Uh, and it was a Monday. It was, uh, it was a very slow kind of a day, but people came out to see me. And I stood outside my dressing room door and I looked at the line of people waiting to see not only the next show that I was going to do, but getting in line early to see the show after that. And it's very humbling to think to yourself, what did I ever do to deserve this kind of love, affection, and attention from people? Well, I followed my curiosity. I followed what my heart wanted and needed to do. I left behind toxic things. I'm still leaving behind toxic things. I discover new ones. <laughs> and a line from a Marillion song came up, and the, the simple line is, how many people can you love? And the answer is all of them. You don't have to agree to love somebody. You don't have to point a gun at someone because you don't agree with what they say. If, um, if they were your children in cages in a foreign country, if they were American white children, yeah, I'm, I'm going completely there. In a foreign country in cages, how long before we flexed our, our guns, before we flexed our muscles, and went and demanded that this situation be reversed? There was a shooting today in Texas. Someone in a car driving down the street, shooting random people. As of right now, five dead, 21 injured. And it's not even a surprise anymore, and it's not even a shock anymore. And we kill at will. And still, in spite of that, if you look at things statistically, not just numbers-wise, but statistically, we are doing better. We are actually growing towards a more peaceful time, less killings than there used to be. Uh, you don't have to believe me. Run the numbers yourself. Take a look for yourself. It's still a tragedy. It's still a horrible, horrifying thing. And while we still embrace killing machines, I don't understand. I don't even want it to be explained to me because I don't want to understand the mindset of killing at will, of, of, of picking up a machine that was made only to destroy and going out and destroying with it. I hear your excuses about protection. I hear your excuses about defending oneself. And I have to quietly and humbly disagree. And I'm sure there are fine examples you could come up with as to why I'm wrong. But for me, you could pick up a gun, and you can assert your will, and you can make people bend to your will, and you can do all of those things. And you can be 100% completely right. And you could invade foreign countries and free children from cages at the point of a gun. And I would applaud you for doing that. but maybe they don't have to be in cages in the first place. You can say we have always fought against these people and, and those people against those people and we are going to choose this side because they are 
they agree with the same religion that we do, or they worship the same God that we do, or they... whatever. I do understand getting between the weak and the evil. Oh, I get that. And I 100% applaud that. So I contradict myself. And in the words of Walt Whitman, okay, so I contradict myself. I am a complex human being. I don't... I've gone so far and astray from what I was going to talk about. I had uh, things that are that are happening, things that are coming up. I'm doing a show with Chef Anton at the Magic Castle Cabaret in Santa Barbara in, in September, and I'm going to be repeating that same show with Chef Anton in the Peller Theater, a place of honor uh, at the Magic Castle in November. Uh, I will be working at the Genie Convention in, in Orlando uh, at the beginning of October. I, I'm going to be working... I'm going to be working Halloween week at the Magic Castle in Hollywood, California, the 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 epicenter, the the very seat of of magic for the entire world. I'm going to be working one of the hottest weeks there in the late close-up. Rob Zabrecki in early close-up, Hannibal in late close-up. Uh, get your tickets early, folks. <laughs> uh, I'm going to write original material for it. It's going to be brand new. It's going to be exciting. It's going to bring you out of your seat. Because that's the gift that I was given. And my loves, my friends, just the people listening, you all have gifts. And you can take those gifts and you can use them to financially secure yourself. Or put yourself at the head of a station or a higher class and make a better life for your family. I encourage you from making a better life for your family. It's not exactly my point. You can use your tools as weapons, or you can use your tools as tools. Dig in the dirt, plant something, let it grow fruitful. You can assert that you are right, and you can assert that this is the line that nobody crosses, and you can say that this is my country, right or wrong, and I am going to, I am going to hold up a gun and keep people from coming into it that aren't uh, doing it the legal way, and, and I don't care if their children are in cages, and I don't care if they are, are going to be killed by being shipped back, and I don't care that there are four- and five-year-olds representing themselves on trial or having public defenders trying to represent them on trial because they have been separated from their parents, and I'm getting off on a, on a horrible tangent, but I'm saying you have the power to do all of these things. Or you could love. Or you could love. Love is everything. As long as I have the ability, I will work my craft and do my art in the name of love and of kindness to the very best of my ability. And whoever you are, and wherever you are, I hope that there is love where you are. Sitting on the corner, staring down the street and wall Making funny faces at the people we don't meet a whoa, whoa. Holding out of pockets for all the world to see a wall Singing our old songs, busking you and me a Funny how they always seem to want to get away from you 
throw a little money and say, hey man, now do just what you do. You sing a little anthem and answer, hey man, I am. Just a little more dough and I'll show you where I stand. That's the plan, ain't life grand. Breaking in the quarters, nickels and the dimes of war. Just breathing and dreaming and passing by the time of war. Whoa. Thinking of the past and what we live for, then whoa. Where we're living now, our worries in the winter, whoa. 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 Funny how she always seems to want to get away from you She calls you honey in the job But when she's out, you're glue Lord, it's true You put your axe up in the case And then you ease and making haste for the door Then you bust it to the corner Get your busking all in order for the show On the road, here we go I play a whoa, whoa. Days turn into weeks and weeks are into years of woe. We live for the fans of making music in the ears of woe, whoa, whoa. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for tonight. Bye.